Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we have a special treat for you. We are here with Omar Sherban. Um, he is the Senior Manager of Evolux Marketing at Evelis. Welcome. Thanks, Leslie. It's a pleasure to be here. Really excited. Yes, yeah, so are we. Like, you know, California is so gorgeous. You guys have this beautiful space. You're doing so much in the industry. What we are, we first of all, we love the fact that, you know, our office caters to aesthetic people coming out yes. and taking a look at, at what we have to offer, the unique opportunities we have. Mm-hmm. And we look at it as a showcase for yes. people like yourself to come out and, and see the unique opportunities that we have. Yeah, definitely. It's like the space is beautiful. Um, so, you know, I really want to get into like, you know, who you are. So this dapper gentleman here, we're going to get into his background a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> just want to, you know, ask you, you know, tell me a little bit about your background. I know that, you know, I heard a little birdie say that you used to be in broadcasting yourself. Do tell us about some of that and your trajectory. Yeah, so this whole podcast experience actually brings back quite a bit of nostalgia for myself because after college, uh, I did undergrad at UC San Diego and the first thing I did after was I was a sports radio broadcaster in San Diego. So very, very different career. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to do the uh, San Diego Padres pregame and postgame radio shows. Yes. Um, By the way, the fans used to hate me because I was a Dodger fan. So it (laughs) made for um, a lot of good banter on the radio. Yeah. Um, But back then, this was in the pre-podcast era. Yes. Uh, So I'm I'm dating myself here as I I tell you it was a pre-podcast era, but... It was, uh, that's, that, that was my start mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, post-college. But then, you know, I wanted to, to go the more corporate route. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in, uh, you know, using my, my degree, which was economics. Yes. Uh, from oh, wow. UCSD. Economics. Okay. Um, I became a trader for a while. Um, wow. So very, very, very <laughs> different, different route after yeah. a while. Uh-huh. Um, and then I knew I, I wanted to get into healthcare. Yes. Um, and, and healthcare marketing in the long run. So I went to business school. Um, mm-hmm. I got my MBA at Notre Dame, nice. which was an amazing experience. I can imagine. I, I got my uh, my feet wet as far as some cold weather goes because I was a California kid my yeah. whole life. Wow. Wow. And that that was uh, some interesting winters. That's that's for sure in, in, in the Midwest, to say the least. Yes. Um, and then you know after Notre Dame, uh, I worked for McKesson for a few years. Uh, Tell us more about McKesson. What's so McKesson is, uh, for those of you unfamiliar, it's uh, the, one of the biggest drug distributors in the country, mm-hmm. uh, Fortune 15 company, mm-hmm. um, $120 billion market cap. I was on the finance side. Wow. Um, and when you get recruited out of MBA programs is many times they want you to get experience in many different parts of the business. Yes. So they will move you from city to city and business unit to business unit every six months. Wow. Um, so you get a lot of experience, mm-hmm. but you have to be very adaptable mm-hmm. in that stretch. Um, so that was a, a great introduction for me into healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKesson is a, is a great company. Um, they certainly are, uh, you know, a company that, uh, you know, I, I certainly learned a lot as far as the healthcare space, but I knew that I wanted to get into the product side, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, much more interesting than, than the distribution side. Mm-hmm. And that led me to come back to Southern California mm-hmm. after working in the Bay Area and Houston for a while. And I came back to Southern California and uh, I helped a Danish company called Abina launch their products wow. uh, here in the U.S. Uh, they were doing wound care products okay. and incontinence products. And uh, that in itself really taught me how to build companies uh-huh. and how to work in a company that is 
building structure. Mm -hmm. um, so that in itself, really amazing experience. Um, you know, and, and you learn a lot as far as how companies in international do business mm -hmm. relative to the United States. Uh, you know, in Europe, completely different way of doing business than they do here, in particular in Denmark. So, like, for you, like, what would you think was, you know, when you see, like, how business is built and everything, what would you say were some of the biggest differences that you found with how, you know, foreign companies build as opposed to, you know, a U.S. startup? What kind of differences yeah, do you in the, in the case of, of Abina with, you know, a Danish company, a um, little bit more conservative, mm -hmm. a little bit more cautious. And I think in, in the U.S., I think you see more companies that are a little bit more aggressive as far as their investment before, you know, they, see, they would see a return on something. That's interesting. I mean, well, I don't want to go down that. It could be a rabbit hole in itself. <laughs> but yeah, so like, you know, after you did, you know, Abina, like, you know, what was your pathway towards Evelis, which is a relatively new company in the mm -hmm. space? Yeah, so I, I knew I always wanted to get in, into aesthetics. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a really dynamic business, a uh, lot of very interesting people, as oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have met. Yep. Um, between the products and the people, I, you know, that's what makes it really interesting. Yes. Um, and I, I knew a lot of folks who had constantly pushed me to get into aesthetics, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the difference was that the timing was never right mm -hmm. in my career, um, mm -hmm. given where I was. Uh, but after helping a, a company that was essentially a startup in the US build here, mm -hmm. um, and being able to latch on with Evelis in a pre-commercial phase, mm -hmm. uh, that was something that made a lot of sense as far as the transition went. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that was a, a great opportunity for me and um, I was blessed that that opportunity came along. Wow, that's so great. So Omar, tell us a little bit more about Evelis. So Evelis is an aesthetics company. Um, we are the makers of Javot. Um, it's a parabotulinum toxin A, mm -hmm. uh, better known as a neurotoxin, as, as most of you know it as. Mm -hmm. um, it is for the treatment of moderate to severe frown lines mm -hmm. in adults. Um, you know, for our safety information, uh, you can find that at javot.evelis.com. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also very, very focused on both technology um, and millennials. Uh, mm. Millennials are the next generation of patients that are 100%. coming into practices. Mm -hmm. um, and so we want to do whatever we can to speak the language of performance beauty, speak the language uh, that millennials are you know, accustomed to in mm -hmm. that performance beauty space mm -hmm. uh, because it's a very underpenetrated market. And it's one that you know, we believe that you know, given our focus, mm -hmm. uh, our singularity and focus that we have a big com competitive advantage in mm -hmm. and one that a lot of providers that are, are coming into the space would naturally gravitate toward us as well. I mean, I think that's <clears throat> quite interesting because, you know, even when I look at, you know, uh, my podcast stats and, mm -hmm. and things like that, because my podcast, a lot of people who are coming into the industry are listening. Mm -hmm. And it's like 25 to 34 mm -hmm. is the average age of my listener. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, nurses are now going to school and they're saying, I'm going to nursing school to become an injector. Mm -hmm. Don't know how I'm actually going to get into that trajectory, but that's what they're going to school for now mm -hmm. instead of saying, I'm going to school and I'm going to get into the ICU mm -hmm. or something like that. So I'm seeing definitely um, a change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of my younger clients that I've seen, they've been only in, in nursing for two years and they jumped out already and they're in aesthetics. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a field with a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And granted, there's also a lot of competition too. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, now we're in a in a space where you know there's forty thousand injectors in, Ooh, in this child. country, mm-hmm. and there are you know we face competition mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. like all of the injectors do. Yeah. And if you walked into a doctor's office, you know. 20 years ago, 30 mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. whether you walked into a gastroenterologist's office or you walked into a dermatologist's office, it, it wouldn't matter. Yes. The, the experience for the patient was the same. Yes. Uh, they, they could not tell the difference. Now a patient is looking for a completely different experience 100%. wherever they go. And for us, we want to help providers figure out what that experience is mm-hmm. and make it unique and give them that competitive advantage for every time the patient walks in. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's so important that you guys are doing that because, you know, I surveyed over 200 med spa owners from around the country mm-hmm. and guess where most of them said that they have that weakness, mm-hmm. the marketing, mm-hmm. the social media. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a huge issue because, you know, mm-hmm. when someone's trying to be um, a visionary and they're mm-hmm. trying to be a practice manager and they're trying to be the injector all mm-hmm. at the same time, especially mm-hmm. when they're starting, it's really difficult. And having that support from a brand like yours is really, really amazing, I think. And so kind of go, leading into my next question there, you know, your competitive advantage is like, do you believe that what you guys are doing in the marketing, marketing space is your real competitive advantage? And if not only there, where else do you think you guys compete and you're really advantageous to injectors? Uh, absolutely. I think that the marketing space is, is first and foremost. I mean, mm-hmm. We are doing things in, our, in aesthetics that nobody else is doing. Yep. Um, in the past year, uh, we launched a billboard campaign mm-hmm. with uh, a thousand billboards across wow. this country. Um, and you know when when we started, I think a lot of people asked themselves, well, why, why billboards? Mm-hmm. Because billboards aren't really a, a millennial strategy. Mm-hmm. But we realized that digital marketing is something that, as you, you alluded to, a lot of providers are still learning how to use it and yes. still learning how to to grasp its effectiveness mm-hmm. and the most effective digital marketing campaigns. Well, the reality of it is, billboards actually enhance your digital marketing. Mm -hmm. So the idea is really to create an ecosystem around practices Mm -hmm. as far as marketing goes. Mm -hmm. This is is what's known as the the omni-channel approach, where you've got a lot of different channels where you're building impressions. Mm -hmm. And you can do that through billboards, but you also do it at the same time by having Google AdWords campaigns, Having banner ads campaigns, even mm-hmm. doing streaming television campaigns, mm-hmm. which we're we're starting to dive into. Yeah, I've into. seen some of those. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So so, but but all of those things, I think, are are a huge competitive advantages because, you know, so many of our competitors are, aren't able to promote the product mm-hmm. the way we are, mm-hmm. um, and be able to provide those unique experiences mm-hmm. uh, with you know that type of advertising. Yeah, and like, you know, and, and that's such a point, like an amazing idea, but how did you come up with it? Was it just you or was it your team? Like, tell us about that creative process. Well, so on on the billboard side of things, um, you know, as I said, there was nobody else in the mm-hmm. space who uh, was, was doing that. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, myself and uh, our, uh, our VP of Omnichannel, mm-hmm. Jose Vimont, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to test this idea of, mm-hmm. of doing a co-branded billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did early on, last in the fall of, uh, of 2020, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took off. Uh, wow. you know, we found that you know, people were driving by and you could target them with ads, mm-hmm. and we found that it was helping the performance 
of the digital ads. Mm -hmm. And it was creating a lot of brand awareness mm -hmm. for folks. And everything always starts with brand awareness. Yeah. So that, that as far as the, the ideas go, um, we have some, some folks at, at Evelis who are incredibly creative mm -hmm. and incredibly accomplished yeah. in the space. Uh, and I'm fortunate to be able to, to work with them and to share those ideas and to, to enhance them. Yeah, and, and another thing about branding and, and something that I, that I want to speak to too, it's like sometimes as a med spot owner or someone starting out, you might think, oh, this is, I'm not going to see my return on investment right away or what have you, what have you. But those intangible things make a huge difference for your brand because it's like top-down marketing, a top-down mm -hmm. approach. Like if I see an injector on a billboard and I see them on television and then I see they also have a really nice website, social media presence, video, whatever it is, I'm going to be more inclined to go to them over someone that has no presence at all. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you guys are, um, you know, investing into your providers mm -hmm. in that way. Well, that's just it. I think the one thing that, that people keep in mind, have to keep in mind is it's not just about creating one marketing campaign yep. and just having you know, a, a campaign or, or advertising efforts here mm -hmm. and there. Um, you have to keep in mind, you always have to have that presence out there. Yep. Um, and for us, you know, we have to keep in mind that 90% of millennials are on social media. Oh yeah. And half of digital consumers are doing their research online. Oh yeah. Also, this is going to scare a lot of people when I say this, but on average, it takes a new consumer seven times to see an ad mm -hmm. before they take action. You heard that? Chances are, they're <laughs> chances are they're only seeing it one in every four times. Yeah. Which means, and I know there we said there would be no math this early in the morning, but <laughs> it that takes 28 times yes. before you're actually going to take action, which means you have to have a presence online yes. in many different channels. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to do, like I said, with building that ecosystem around the practice. Yeah, and that's so great. You know, repetition, repetition, repetition. They're not going to remember that you said, come and come into my med spa the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time. Maybe the seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> they saw it the first seven times. Exactly, yeah, they saw exactly. it the first time. But it's not going to make an impression. So it's like for those of you who are not posting consistently and, and not keeping up with your brand presence, you have to continue to ask your audience because they're not going to trust you that first post. They need to see you showing up consistently every day. And when you're doing things like this and co-branding with brands like this, you know, you're putting yourself in a better position to elevate your brand in your market, whoever you're trying to reach. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Well, Leslie, the good news is as far as posting goes and the mm -hmm. consistency of posting, Yes, um, we partner with a company that's called Livebox. They're, okay. They're based in Laguna Beach, okay. right, right here in Laguna yes. Beach, California, up the road. Um, and this company was started by uh, a, a former aesthetics nurse injector. Mm -hmm. um, and she, with this technology, um, one of the benefits you get by working with us mm -hmm. is you get the ability to access a platform mm -hmm. uh, that you will create content for you mm. um, and schedule that content regularly wow. to post. Uh, you can customize the content as wow. well. It's got complete access to all of uh, our digital assets. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a regular occurrence. So it's not something you always have to worry about. Oh, mm -hmm. I got to post here. I got to post there. Mm -hmm. your, your posts and your content is automatically scheduled That's for you. That's amazing. 
That's so amazing. So big I love advantage. that. That's a huge advantage. <laughs> and what would you say that, you know, aesthetics has taught you, you know, after being in the business these last few years? Well, more than anything, I think it's taught me communication. Hmm. Um, you, you've, you have to really up your level of communication oh, yeah. um, with all of your customers, as I'm sure you know with many of the, the aesthetics providers that you work with. Yes. Um, the, the folks in this industry make it very interesting mm -hmm. um, <laughs> on, a, on a daily basis. There's mm -hmm. a lot of creativity. Um, a lot. But also figuring out how to harness that creativity mm -hmm. is something that's a challenge. And uh, I think upping the communication between those customers mm -hmm. uh, and really figuring out what their business needs are mm -hmm. and how to solve them, mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that, that it's taught me is communication and, and problem solving. Yeah, that, I think that's great. And, you know, kind of continuing on that, you know, communication, also expectations. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think a lot of people are used to just like fast-paced things, mm -hmm. you know, especially working in a hospital setting mm -hmm. uh, or have you. And then when they come into this field and like you have to slow down and really think about your strategy mm -hmm. and what you're doing before you just go and shoot from the hip because right. it could be detrimental <laughs> to yeah. you in the long run. Of course, of course. And, but it's such a tricky balance too mm -hmm. because – the speed at which things change Ooh. in this industry yeah. is is tremendous. I mean, look at how we viewed TikTok a year ago. I mean, a Are year ago. Are you dancing? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a few dances. I've got. I've, I've got to admit. Oh, I'm waiting. <laughs> I, did, I did try a few. I, I I don't think that's that was part of the podcast. Waiting on the content. Yeah. <laughs> They're not FDA approved yet, but, <laughs> oh, God. but but no, I mean, we looked at TikTok a year ago yeah. and we said that, oh, TikTok is just for, for kids. Mm -hmm. Now TikTok is where the next generation of your patients are going. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody wants to put their digital ads on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge thing. Like I know... Um, even like all these different platforms, and, I, and there's this one person in particular I know, and, and, and they made like $1.7 million just mm -hmm. from posting consi consistently about something on their mm -hmm. LinkedIn mm -hmm. every day for oh, yeah. two years. I was yeah. like, what? I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I no, it's, some things. And, and, and now it's, it's the influencers that yeah. go along with that. Yeah. And it's, I think we looked at influencers before saying, oh, influencers are only just consumer influencers, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. now you have influencers in the aesthetic space oh, yes. as well oh, yes. that carry that much impact. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that I think is probably the next phase of our marketing that, that we're looking to unlock. Oh yeah, definitely. I know because um, I personally, you know, you guys know who I, I associate with. There's just like, you know, there's some people that have over a hundred thousand followers mm -hmm. and they have Patreons, they have this, they have that. And so not only are they capitalizing on their clients and helping them, you know, to get the standard of beauty that they want, but then they're also really influencing these newer injectors as to how they're practicing, as to what they're doing, mm -hmm. and they're capitalizing on a whole nother like, market in their businesses. It's interesting. It is. It is. And it, it goes back to what I said about having you know half of, of digital consumers mm -hmm. doing their research online mm -hmm. and getting that validation from those influencers. Yeah. I mean, they, they look at those influencers as saying, 
look, that's that's a brand that I want to get behind. That's yeah. a person I want to get behind and a brand that I want to get behind. So it's, it really makes a big difference. Exactly. And, you know, I, I would ask you to, you know, what advice would you give to, um, you know, a provider that's you know getting into the aesthetics industry and, you know, they're getting their feet wet. They really don't know what they're doing yet. What what advice would you give to them? Well, I think that the one thing you have to keep in mind is how can you differentiate your patient experience? Mm. If, if you're a patient today and you're walking through the door, what is the biggest advantage that you can provide them that mm. nobody else can? Mm. Um, what products and services, and as far as a, a service level and experience, can you provide them that nobody else is? So I think it's really important to, to think about some of the unique marketing opportunities mm -hmm. you might have. Um, and that, of course, includes us as well, yep. uh, naturally. And, and keep that in mind uh, because really getting into this space is not just about, hey, what products can I add, mm -hmm. but how can I bring in the next generation of patients mm -hmm. to my practice? Um, and as long as you're always forward thinking with that, mm -hmm. then I think you're going to be successful in aesthetics. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Tell us what do you do for fun in your free time? <laughs> all the free time that he has, guys. <laughs> the limited free time I have. <laughs> On planes, like yeah. all, all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm in this town. I'm in this state. I'm, not, I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. Yeah, aside, aside from on a plane half the time. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I love uh, working out. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually uh, on a, a serious health kick right now. Yes. I've got to tell you. Um, I do hit workouts in the morning. Okay. Um, and I, I do... Boxing, um, but oh. I, have, I, I have to tell you though, I have not had the guts to get in the ring yet. Um, <laughs> Do any of you guys want to fight him? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've only I've only done you know a little bit of uh, light light sparring with with the coach, but not not really anything. I'm not fighting Mike Tyson yet. So. <laughs> Watch, you're about to see you on TV somewhere. Like, oh, Marshall, bye. <laughs> like coming in 150 pounds. Like, I think I know him. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, if, if the aesthetics thing doesn't work out, I guess I have boxing to fall back on. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. That's great. So, Omar, this has been such a pleasure um, having you on the show today, hearing a little bit more about your background and everything. And so, you know, I look forward to seeing what you guys are going to be doing in the future. Um, and, and let everyone know where we can, you know, find you on the internet. We're going to place everything in the show notes, guys. So, you can say it, but it will also be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this in this day and age, you know, the, the first thing you have to point to is digital media, yeah. right? I talked so much about it. Uh, so you can find me um, on Instagram mm -hmm. at, uh, at Shabanigans mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you, uh, naturally on LinkedIn yes. um, at uh, Omar Shaban mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Please, you know, feel free to, to reach out to me and happy to talk about, you know, opportunities that you can have, unique opportunities that you can have uh, by partnering with Evelis uh, in the, the aesthetic space uh, and really helping, you know, launch your new aesthetics practice uh, and, and getting it off the ground. Um, you know, we provide for you plenty of tools. We also provide for you a team of, you know, marketing specialists that, you know, can work one-on-one -on -one with you. Um, and these are millennials themselves uh, that know millennial marketing. They know how to get the right messaging um, to those customers and, and bring that next generation of patients to your practice. Um, so, you know, I, I highly encourage you guys to, to reach out 
um, and you know, take advantage of, uh, of really unique opportunities that you won't have by partnering with anybody else. All right, awesome. Well, Omar? It was a pleasure. Thank you, Leslie. It Trophy was truly too. a pleasure. And uh, like I said, this, this brought back a lot of nostalgia for myself. Yeah. Uh, and was, was really enjoyable.